0: Koala Chlamydia. Somebody out there's got some explaining to do. I'm Joe Fuljum.
1: Dripsy the Clown. Not for your children's party.
2: I'm Kevin Leeson. The vinegar test. You want fries with that? I'm Torrin
3: Atkinson. And I'm Katie Schooler, and this is Caustic Soda, Warts and All.
4: It's the Caustic Soda Podcast! Yay!
2: It's time to set the mics up, it's time for Tales of Woe, it's time to take the red pill on the Caustic Soda
5: Show.
4: It's time to do our research, unless your name is Joe, it's time to load the wiki on the Caustic Soda Show. To introduce our guest star That's what I'm here to do So it makes me very hungry To introduce to you Katie Schooler! Yay!
5: But now let's get things started, why don't you get things started? It's
2: time to get things started on the informational,
5: aberrational, strangulational, nauseational Strapped in for the plastic soda show
2: Ooh. Oh gonorrhea. here I go again <laughs> My, my,
1: you should have won
2: a condom. Oh, gonorrhea. Dun, dun.
1: Uh, I approve of that song. That should become like a PSA song or something. Gonorrhea? Yeah, put it on TV. Here Inspire go, the again. kids. It was pretty good. We, oh, we have a special guest, a guestpert. Katie.
3: Hi. Welcome, Katie. Thank you.
1: Welcome to Caustic Soda.
3: It's nice to be here. How are you? I'm very well, thank you.
1: Excellent. So, Katie, what uh, what makes you uh, an expert in the field Guesspert. of... A guest in the field of things that make your crotch
3: itch? I'm a registered nurse, and I've been working in the field of sexual health for five years. So quite a bit of theoretical and practical experience.
1: Nice. Ah, yeah, you fit the bill.
2: Those are some bona fides. When people come into your clinic, mm-hmm. do you say, at your cervix?
3: <laughs> I'm going to, starting now. <laughs> Please
2: do. <laughs> uh,
1: I like one. it.
2: Uh, so let's talk about gonorrhea. Gonorrhea slash chlamydia? Okay. Sure, let's talk about them both. Yeah, because are uh, they strange bedfellows? They're close
3: bedfellows. They're quite close bedfellows. They often live together and are quite similar.
1: And treatment is the same. And
3: treated isn't well. I mean, they're both treated with antibiotics, different antibiotics, but often if someone even just tests positive for one, you'll treat them for both because they so often live together,
2: come hand in hand. Okay, they like each other. Well, let's talk about the word origin of gonorrhea from the 1520s. Uh, I think it is definitely not uh, does not mean it's gone. No, it's here. It's here, (laughs) Aria. From Latin "gonos" seed. Okay. And "row" flow. So seed flow. Yeah, seed flowing (laughs) seed. Mucus discharge was mistaken for semen.
1: Oh. So they kept thinking in the ancient days. You just got semen. Stop. You did not stop splooging. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) For technical terminology, that's technical, right there, right, Kitty? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Use that
3: one all the time.
1: Known colloquial as the clap. Yes. Clap on. Clap off. <laughs> if you o- have got the clap. <laughs> <laughs> if only it were that easy, huh? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. The clap comes from possibly old French clapoir, meaning rabbit burrow. It's just kind of weird. Mm, uh, <laughs> given a slang extension to brothel and also the name of the disease. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Now I have so more. So you had slang. to get
1: it from a prostitute in order to get it. So, kind of thing. yeah, only prostitutes could have the clap.
0: So, so clapware meant rabbit burrow, and they would call the brothel, brothels brothel, clap or, and you would get the clap from yeah, the
1: brothel. So. Okay, okay, I see. That makes sense.
2: Slang, other slang for gonorrhea, Barnwell egg. Okay, that's weird. Obsolete from the 17th century. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: A bulldog dose is a severe case of Okay, (laughs) all
0: right. It's because that's when you get it from a bulldog. (laughs) Cold in the
2: dong. Early 1900s expression for a venereal disease characterized by a mucus discharge from the urethra, such as gonorrhea.
1: Yeah, so it's like having a runny nose. Yeah, but punning cold Uh, in the nose and
0: cold (laughs) in the dong. Right, that Uh. makes perfect sense. That closes Uh. (laughs) the circle. That's a little TMI. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Dripsy. (laughs) Dripsy Okay It sounds like a cartoon character Dripsy Dripsy the clown
2: (laughs) Gentleman's complaint Oh
1: how classy That's from England Or GC Yeah Yeah. Got a bit of the old GC my good man Now if you're
2: into the rhyming slang (laughs) And who isn't (laughs) You could either go hat and cap or horse and trap For the clap Yes Horse and trap clap You've got little casino do you oh, want, do you okay. wanna know what big casino is?
0: Uh syphilis?
2: Yes. Correct. Okay. Oh, okay. Big casino syphilis. I'm not sure why it's I don't get it either. Yeah. Morning dewdrop. <laughs> oh. Very uh Again, you might—that's kind of like a
1: "Wind in the Willows" version of uh, the clap. They are totally just trying to pretty it up, just trying to like make it seem not like burning discharge from the end of your penis. But it
3: still kind of gives you a pretty good visual of, you know,
0: yeah, Yeah. 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 very descriptive, very
1: colorful and descriptive.
0: But it does seem like the marketing on some kind of vaginal douche. You know, (laughs) try our new morning dew drop (laughs) Uh for a clean feeling.
2: Do you use it? Do you have any posters with "Watch out for dripsy" (laughs) in the clinic or anything like that?
3: No, we usually just kind of use pretty technical terms. But interestingly, I've seen in charting a lot um, GC used as an abbreviation for gonorrhea. And I always thought it was because, um, like, the official name of the bacteria was, like, gonorrhea something. But it's actually Neisseria gonorrhea. So it should be NG. So maybe they're referring to the gentleman's Gentleman's complaint. complaint.
1: There you go. And it's just an old holdover. Mm. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Nobody even knows what it means anymore. But it
2: lives on. The nine-day blues, (laughs) early 20th century expression based on the incubation period of the bacterium. Okay. Winter coals,
0: winter coals,
2: burning. burning, it's burning. Nineteenth yeah, yeah. <laughs> century, a pun on the burning sensation it causes during urination, which keeps one hot even on a cold day. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Yeah,
1: yeah I guess if your if your if your house is particularly drafty, go out and get a gonorrhea. Well, I don't think uh, it's
0: that kind of burning, though. Oh. That's it's, not the game. it's
1: not the comforting kind of
0: burn: <laughs> Well, this, this may be <laughs> a little like TMI. A
1: city, oh, sitting by a roaring fire, not, roasting chestnuts. I'm going to preface this with um, I've clock. never
0: had gonorrhea, but I have had a bladder infection that caused a burning sensation mm-hmm. when I peed, and it sucked. You didn't and have. It, and it wasn't a warm burning.
2: You didn't take like advantage that. of going and building a snowman while you had the burning <laughs> no, in the, like your crotch. No, not
1: at all. <laughs> I complained most of the time. Well, I guess things you opened it up, anybody else around the table ever had gonorrhea? Anybody?
2: I have not. Not that I'm willing to admit. <laughs> no.
0: My my doctor thought it was with my symptoms right. and then did the test and said, no matter what it is, we're putting on these antibiotics. And then a week later, well, phoned back test. or whatever it was and yeah. said, uh, yeah, it wasn't. You just have a regular old bladder infection. But, but c- it did clear up the, it up. Yeah. The antibiotics
1: did yep. the deed. No, I have never had an STI to date. Knock
2: on wood. You could have one and not know it, but we'll get into that a little bit later. True. Uh,
1: oh, Katie's nodding knowingly with a great big smile. She knows all she her looked, terrible secrets. She looked over at me with this knowing glint in her eye and a Cheshire Cat smile, and she nodded knowingly. Yeah.
2: Do you guys know the phobia of venereal disease? Clapophobia. No. Mm. Cypridophobia. Or Cyprophobia, or Ciprianophobia, or
1: Ciprinophobia. Ciprianophobia—that was that George Clooney movie from like uh, five years that was ago. Was Syrianophobia. Oh, <laughs> that would be <Okay>. fear <laughs> of that Got movie. It. It. <laughs> it. From Cyprus, supposedly
2: the island of birth of Venus.
0: Oh, okay, all so right. It's all coming together so, there. So, okay.
1: Cyprus. Venus likes to sleep around.
0: Cypriots. I would guess wow. that as the goddess of love, she would probably be immune to sexually transmitted but diseases. But she's probably
1: also like the tr- patron god of sexually transmitted diseases. Yeah. Like if you needed to get rid of your clap, you'd go you like to Venus. Burn, a, burn a goat in her temple, right?
0: That's right. I burn this goat so my urethra stops burning.
2: <laughs> yes. Word origin of chlamydia comes from the Greek chlamydos, which means short mantle, a military cloak. I oh. couldn't figure out why. Yeah, Get drawing any, a blank. Any theories? I have no idea. I went to several make entomology websites. Yeah, make one up. Here's what, is it because you wear the cloak of sorrow? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's cloak of shame. You put a yeah, cloak you of pull shame. up over your head.
3: Or maybe the cloak is like sort of sexy and it's what gets things started.
1: <laughs> no, maybe. Yeah, there you go. The mantle. Yeah, it's what got
3: you into trouble.
1: And some mm-hmm.
2: slang that I found for Chlamydia. Gooey stuff, rooster crow, grapefruit, snow
1: pie, Albuquerque, and Tony Romo. So what are the symptoms of chlamydia? Are they, Is it the same as gonorrhea? Is it just pussy burning discharge? Like what do you get? What, yeah, what really
3: pretty similar to gonorrhea except that it's more likely to be asymptomatic. So um, a lot of people, especially a lot of women who have it, like if you took 10 women who had chlamydia, um, some of, seven of them wouldn't have any symptoms at all.
1: But it would be active. Like they could give it to somebody. Absolutely. But they would have no symptoms. Yes. Ooh, how insidious. This is why you should wear condoms.
3: Or, or not touch women. And get tested for sexually transmitted infections on a regular basis. How regular? Like every time you t- change partners. Every time you have sex? Every time you have sex with a new partner. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, or, that often? Or like every six months. I mean, six months, is good. sure.
1: You called it a sexually transmitted infection. When I was in high school and we were in sex ed class... We call them sexually transmitted diseases.
2: Yeah, it kind of went from, in our lifetime, from VD to STD to STI.
3: Really, just infection is more accurate. Like, it's it's comparable to, like, strep throat. You wouldn't call that a disease, right? Especially if okay. it's curable. It's not terminal basically to lessen the impact of it, I think.
1: Aren't turbo Volkswagens called STIs? They must really hate yeah. it. They must really <laughs> hate the fact that it changed. They're like, oh, God. Yeah,
0: sport turbo injection, I think. is. What yeah, and
1: they had to like do a fast PR turnaround. You will not get an infection by sitting in our car.
0: Or maybe you will. The ladies would <laughs> yeah, love the yeah. turbo you've got. Oh, yeah, no, that's the,
1: be the bad boy driving STI. So, uh,
0: I don't know, it almost
2: seems to me like it's kind of like a PR stunt. With every 10 years, the Terminology gets kind of the taint,
3: so we can keep it in the media. The shame, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Nobody right. wants to do a story on VD anymore, but STI. That's fine. Oh, it sounds so. Un- yeah, it's just it's rebranding. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, let's talk about the bacterium Neisseria gonorrhea. Then you can go to um, giantmicrobe.com dot and order a plush bacterium for gonorrhea and chlamydia.
3: That's actually what? really adorable. It's I didn't, totally I didn't know adorable. about that.
1: Yeah, you can order a giant plush gonorrhea stuffed toy. Yeah.
3: I've also seen um like fashion prints that are made out of like different like bacteria blown up. Quite beautiful actually.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so who's ordering the plushy gonorrhea? Is this how you break it to your girlfriend? What kind of You're sick like, people would even listen to a podcast about gonorrhea? <laughs> you may already have one of these, <laughs> but I'm going to give you the cute fluffy one just to soften the blow. Sure. Oh, did you say blow? <laughs>
0: You can also get stuffed chlamydia. I think
2: I
1: ordered a stuffed chlamydia at a Greek <laughs> restaurant just yesterday. Now, they are different. They're both bacteria, yes? That's correct. That's why antibiotics work against them.
3: Yeah, that's why they're both completely curable. Um, like, as far as what you'd want to know about them, either chlamydia or gonorrhea, um, pretty innocuous as long as they're cured. But if they're not, they can, like they can spread um, upwards into the reproductive tract and cause mm. inflammation, mm. cause scarring, cause abscesses, which can lead to infertility. So that's sort of the, the complication that we're trying to avoid when we're treating right. STIs.
1: Right. If 7 out of 10 women who have chlamydia don't know they have it, that could be seriously a problem for their later, if they want to reproduce later.
3: Not necessarily that they don't know they have it. It's that they wouldn't have any symptoms. Um, So that's why we tell people to get tested, whether they have symptoms or not. At the point at which it's actually doing internal damage, they're going to be having some symptoms, at least some like lower pelvic pain. So at that point, they would know.
2: So I'm going to throw out some stats. Oh, stats. Because that's always a highly requested segment on our show. <laughs> the numbers, are just, the figures. Not enough
1: stats and pie charts. <laughs>
0: it's all those comments. I can't believe you didn't give us more stats. Yeah.
2: Well, most of the information I have is from the U.S. anyway, so. Okay. You're, we're all Canadian here, so. Mm-hmm. CDC estimates more than X persons in the U.S. get new gonorrheal infections every year. Less so. than half of these infections are reported. Uh, so this is 2009. So what is this, like a percentage of the population? It's a, a number. number. number it's percent. a number. 10 million.
0: I'm going to say 100,000 because it's new.
2: Those are both high.
3: 20,000?
2: 700,000.
0: You said they were high. I said 100,000. Oh, sorry. 700,000 is <laughs> more.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. 700,000 is more than 100,000. Oh, I'll have to make a note of that. <laughs> Less than half are reported, as stated, and in 2009, 301,174 cases of gonorrhea were reported.
1: So then the other 400,000 is just a guesstimate? I guess so. How do, mm. how do you think now, they determine that? Because gonorrhea, unlike chlamydia, you, it's, all, it's almost always symptomatic. You're that...
3: much more likely to have symptoms, but it's less common than chlamydia.
1: People who have symptoms but don't report it, they just don't care about the burning pee? Like why wouldn't somebody go in and get it taken care of because it's just like – Oh, the shame. You pop He's a couple of pills.
3: Excellent, question.
1: It'll just go away by itself. As as a a health expert, do you have an opinion?
3: It can actually resolve on its own. Um, It's recommended to get treatment, but it can just be cured on its own.
1: Like your body will actually fight it off. Your immune system will actually give gonorrhea the heave-ho.
3: Yeah, it's a bacterial infection. Sure. Good immune system. All right. Can potentially fight it off. But don't rely on that, people out there that are listening.
1: (laughs) How do people get gonorrhea? I heard you get it from sitting on toilet seats. True or not true? False. Oh, okay. I'm gonna um, guess it's
0: from genital con- contact with infected areas on other people. So uh, genital contact. Can I you don't... get it
3: in your mouth? Affirmative. You can oh. get it in your mouth. Oh, gonorrhea
0: uh. on the mouth or anus. Oh,
2: let's not forget the anus.
3: Um, technically, like theoretically, you can actually get it in the eye as well. But I don't. Th- I've never actually seen a case of that.
1: Oh, we've no. got some pictures for you then. Eye gonorrhea.
0: Go. Is that
3: gon- Is that chlamydia though?
0: That's. Oh, are we talking chlamydia?
3: Yeah, chlamydia um, is more common in the eye than gonorrhea, but gonorrhea is more common in the throat than chlamydia.
0: There
1: you go. Oh. And I don't know if
3: either of them, you can get them in the ear. I was actually just thinking about that on the way over here. You probably could.
1: <laughs> so Why what not? happens when you get chlamydia in the eye? Does um, your eye itch and burn?
3: Yeah, it basically it's like pink eye, but with um, like quite a bit of like exudate, like discharge coming from it. What did you call it? Uh, exudate. Exudate? Yeah.
1: That is an old girlfriend. Gunk, yeah. (laughs) That's an old girlfriend that you hook up with again, an exudate.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I've got something here on the blindness. Chlamydia conjunctivitis, or trachoma, was once the most important cause of blindness worldwide, but its role diminished from 50% of blindness cases in 1995 to 3.6 in 2002.
1: What? In seven years, it went from 50% to 3.6? Yeah. That's crazy. That it's is crazy. science.
2: The infection can be spread from eye to eye by fingers, shared towels or cloths, coughing and sneezing, and eye seeking flies. Let's not
1: forget about the eye seeking flies. Oh, Those are my so, least favorite flies. Yeah. If there were like uh, urethra seeking flies, I wouldn't like them they, more.
0: They'd have to somehow <laughs> dig past my belt. That's, yeah. You know, if I they can know. get in there, they're welcome to it. Uh,
1: I wear shorts. I challenge a lot. you,
2: flies. I wear shorts a lot. There's always the whoop, upskirt. And newborns can also develop
1: chlamydia, chlamydia eye infection through childbirth. If their mothers have chlamydia? Yes. Get it on the eye because you're like squeezing out of that tight hole. Ugh. Okay, thanks for describing that. I made a face, I made a birth face too. <laughs> Most individuals will
2: present to their eye care provider with a red eye and discharge, which looks like any garden variety bacterial conjunctivitis, as we all know what those look like. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm not liking looking at these pictures.
1: They're pretty gross. No, I don't want this to happen to your eye.
2: The doctor will prescribe a topical ocular antibiotic, and a week later the eye will appear normal. This may have presented in one eye, but often seems to spread
1: to the other eye. Yeah, because you're, like, rubbing your eye, and Always then you rub your, your eye. other eye, and blah, blah, you blah. idiots.
3: Or you're jizzing in your eye. That happens, that too.
0: <laughs> well, not in my eye, but... Oh, or no. you'd, like, lie what on about one blowback?
2: side. Blowback.
0: No, I aim pretty well.
2: <laughs> it's like a game of pool, really. I cover, <laughs> I cover all the angles, man. You,
0: it's, it's pretty amazing how fast <laughs> I can do the math in my head at that short period of time.
2: Then one to three weeks later, the patient returns to the eye doctor with a recurrence What separates this conjunctivitis from many other types is the presence of follicles or little bumps in the lower area of the conjunctiva called the palpebral conjunctiva. Have you heard these?
3: Yeah, I've never actually seen them in clinical practice.
2: But boy, we'll put these on causticsodapodcast.com.
1: Yeah, they're pretty good. To look at. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Pretty good from a gross
1: perspective. Yeah.
3: This would
0: be gross if it was just somebody's skin, but because it's the eye.
3: Ah. Yeah. And we haven't even seen any crotch pictures yet. I think those are probably going to be a bit worse.
0: Yeah, nice. Uh, Uh,
2: Chlamydia can affect infants by causing spontaneous abortion, premature birth. Mm-hmm. conjunctivitis which may lead to blindness and pneumonia
3: yeah that's actually I think um, it's a different strain of chlamydia that causes pneumonia I don't believe that that one's sexually transmitted okay
2: the signs and symptoms we've talked different about a lot between of them. men and women
3: in men it's most likely to cause um, discharge and burning with urination mm. um, in women it's likely to cause um, irregular spotting or bleeding discharge burning with urination lower pelvic pain.
1: So pretty much the same thing, except for lower pelvic pain. They threw that one in for good measure.
3: And abnormal bleeding. Ah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Are you able to tell me the uh,
2: rainbow of colors in the discharge that one might expect?
3: Yeah. Well, it could range from sort of like a milky white to a yellowish gray to like pretty bright green. Bright, bright
2: green. green. Kermit green. You had for breakfast. Kermit green. <laughs> <laughs> And, but it's uh, different between chlamydia and gonorrhea. Is that true or both the same?
3: They probably actually are different because they so often live together. I Like I couldn't right. personally identify based on the discharge. Uh,
1: Which disease they're suffering from yeah. based entirely on discharge. Mm. Maybe Kermit That's probably the Frog.
3: why we usually treat them both together. Sure.
1: Maybe Kermit the Frog was a plushy chlamydia. Originally... <laughs> And they just decided to tone him down for TV I
3: don't
0: think Jim Henson was a big fan of actual medicine Because that's how he died Was ignoring medical health
2: I also have that uh, Sometimes men with gonorrhea get painful or swollen testicles
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So you can look forward to that Later on in the show (laughs)
1: Yeah that's right We're all getting gonorrhea for the show And we'll tell you about it later
2: And we talked about some of the complications With the pelvic inflammatory disease PID can lead to internal abscesses Yes. What's an internal abscess?
3: Um, it's like a little um, pouch of exudate or like of pus. Pus. Um, that pus can pockets. cause like mm-hmm. pressure and blockage and problems.
1: Pus pocket, worst after school snack of all time. Hard to cure.
3: Some aggressive antibiotic treatment will take care of it. But at that point, it could have caused some internal scarring.
2: That's incurable. Scarring is – they haven't come up with a cure for scarring yet. No, they'd have to go in and cut it out or whatever. Then you have a bigger scar. (laughs) Then then they make that one grow pretty. (laughs) Put a bow on it. How is gonorrhea diagnosed?
3: diagnosed so if someone comes in and they actually have um like visible symptoms like if they have some discharge you just do a little swab of it um you you... have to
2: like spelunk in there or (laughs) just no
3: not at all you barely (laughs) barely have to touch the tip okay they they actually used to like really I've I've seen these little tools that they used and they would dig down and it's horrible because it's painful enough already and yep. yeah. then that's not yeah, comfortable. The barb. But <laughs> the no, barbed they just, hook. just they just need to get a wee little bit of that exudate basically and send it away to a lab for culture and sensitivity. It sucks. Or alternatively, you can actually just do um, a urine sample as well, which is not quite as accurate, but still like
0: less
2: invasive,
3: less invasive, and very and still quite like high nineties kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. When I
0: had my bladder infection, I had basically a cotton swab on the end of a stick shoved up my urethra.
2: Urethra! I found It, it. It sucked. Now, I've heard recently in the news that drug-resistant strains of gonorrhea are increasing in many areas of the world, including the USA.
3: It's true. I mean, drug resistance is a problem for most. Um, most different types of bacteria that are treated with antibiotics are becoming increasingly resistant. So, And public health usually does a pretty good job of staying on top of it and not using antibiotics indiscriminately. Right. And just being aware of sort of what's the locally endemic.
0: And really driving home to people to finish their treatment. That's what I've heard is a big thing. Oh, if, yeah. if you get your bottle of pills and it says, you know, take two a day for the next two weeks or something like that, I don't week later, yeah. A week later, you're, like, a week oh, later fine. you're fine. Keep taking them because you have to er- completely eradicate it.
3: Yeah. Generally with most bacterial infections, that's what we tell people. But with um treatment for chlamydia and gonorrhea, it's actually just one simple dose that you take right in the clinic oh, and that's okay. all you need. So there's not too much like, compliance issues. Easy. I feel
1: like, like going almost, out and getting chlamydia yeah, it's just so I can cure it. it.
2: <laughs> See how easy that was? Yeah.
3: Oh, actually, I guess I didn't say um, in the way that you would test for it in women would either be um, a cerv- like a swab of the cervix mm-hmm. or a urine sample as well.
2: In history, however, before modern medicine, uh, it has been suggested that mercury was used as a treatment for gonorrhea. Nice. Surgeon's tools on board the recovered English warship, the Mary Rose, included a syringe that, according to some, was used to inject the mercury via the urinary meatus? Meatus. Meatus? Mm-hmm. What is that?
3: I think it's the like the external opening.
2: Okay. Yeah. Into any unfortunate crewman suffering from gonorrhea.
1: Why would they think that that would work? Would it actually, like, scorch the gonorrhea out of your body if you actually injected
3: I I, I don't know. I haven't penis? learned a lot about mercury treatments. I'm <laughs> well, I'm suspecting that <laughs> they probably don't teach them in med it school doesn't anymore. Work, or at least does more does more damage yeah, than good. Yeah, but I, science has come a long way. We used to do all kinds of crazy things to quote unquote cure people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'd just like burn your whole urethra right out of your body and like, hey, no more dripsy. You got nothing to come out of that thing now.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's bad, but you know it's also bad for the infection yeah. so when you inject it in there it's hopefully going to oh. kill the uh, the bacteria
3: and it might be kind of based on that idea that someone with an sti deserves to be punished so they deserve this painful treatment right
0: uh,
1: although how do you get gonorrhea on a ship Pretty, you you got to get it from somebody else on the ship, They make right? they make, oh, they, make stops. they make sobs. They make stops. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's when it, when it all happens. Singers are sort of
3: notoriously famous for STIs, port actually. in every
1: storm. Okay, yeah, because it takes a nine-day incubation period. All right, okay, I see it. <laughs> it's all coming to you now. Yeah, it's, I thought it was going to be a cabin boy story, but uh, I guess we can lose that, that poor too, guy alone.
0: Well, they get it from the prostitutes, and then you know they're out for a month or two, so then it starts spreading elsewhere. It's
3: so lonely. Yeah. <laughs> And the incubation period can actually be as little as 72 hours. Oh, there you go.
1: Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
2: And we did talk about the buildup of scar tissue, which can occur in the urethra that eventually can shut off urination.
5: (gasps) No.
1: So. And then what, you go septic and it just back up into your innards and you just. You're going to need a penisectomy.
3: I'm actually, I'm actually not sure what you would do in that case. I'd imagine probably some kind of, like, dilator would be used.
2: Catheterisms. Well, uh, my,
0: my dog actually has uh, a closed-up urethra because of some odd defect he's got. Oh, he's been uh, bred But thankfully, for his body somehow made another hole further down it. So, oh, he pees, so he pees straight down. It's really weird. But the, the vet was thinking about giving him a penisectomy, basically cutting it off and putting a little plastic tube there. But
1: because it works, he's fine uh, My skin is currently crawling (laughs) Right now
2: One thing that I guess I could point out is Chlamydia is known as the silent epidemic Because you don't want
0: to talk about it
2: Because as Katie said, it may not cause any symptoms In 75% of cases in women
3: Yeah, and 50% of cases in men, I believe
2: And can linger for months or years Before being
1: discovered
3: If you don't
2: get
1: checked I am going on getting checked one millisecond After this episode is over
0: Millisecond?
1: Yeah, you better drive fast. I'm in my car.
0: (laughs) I got a date tonight, and this is really bringing me down.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And also, the technical term for painful sexual
1: intercourse is dyspareunia. Dyspareunia. Keep that in mind at all times. Probably because it's painful because you're thinking about Rooney, Andy Rooney. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
2: During your painful sexual intercourse This is just like that time
0: with
1: Andy Rooney It's like that time I had to listen to Andy Rooney Go on for ten minutes about parking spaces
0: What's the deal with gonorrhea? Have
2: you ever (laughs) noticed (laughs) How painful (laughs) sexual intercourse
4: is?
0: (laughs) Why does it have to burn when I pee?
4: (laughs) I caught you, sir Having a look at her as she went strolling by. Now didn't your heart go boom, 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 boom. Now didn't you sigh? I, sigh. I warn you, sir, never to dream of her. Just bid such thoughts be gone, or it'll be boom. Boom, 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 boom boom. From then on For once in love with Amy Always in love with Amy Ever and ever Fascinated by her Set your heart afire to stay Once you're kissed by Amy Tear up your list It's Amy Ply her with bonbons Poetry and flowers Moon a million hours away You might be quite the Fickle-hearted Rover So carefree And bold Who loves a girl And later thinks it over Then just Quits Cold I was once In love With Amy Always in love with Amy Ever and ever sweetly you'll romance her Trouble is the answer will be (laughs) That Amy'd rather stay in love with me
2: Katie, what would you say is your favorite STI?
3: Hands down, without a doubt, not even a question. Human papillomavirus.
2: commonly known as genital warts, or just warts.
3: Just warts, but I guess in a sexual context, it would be genital warts.
2: Mm. And why are they your favorite? Because mm. they're so pretty.
3: No, they're not particularly pretty. <laughs> I think I like them because they're so common. And they're they're just really interesting, especially recently. Um, they've just they've learned so much about them, um, like how, for example, mm-hmm. um, most sexually active people will have been exposed to HPV in their life. Like eighty percent of all sexually active people, so that's pretty high. Yeah, I think that's my favorite because I like when someone comes in and gets diagnosed with HPV. It's not that devastating when you can tell them, like actually, eighty percent of all people right. get this, so it's not a huge deal. You're in good company. Yeah, exactly, and especially like, like with the screening that we have for cervical cancer, it's pretty. It's a pretty innocuous STI. It's
1: like 90% of money will test positive for cocaine. <laughs> that's why you can't get busted at the border. Oh, really? There's a public service announcement for you. <laughs> Can I smuggle cocaine across the border by just weaving it into bills? <laughs> Maybe not rolling it up in money might uh, might not be the best idea.
0: Hey, my cocaine detection equipment is detecting cocaine. Yeah, that's a bunch of money. Oh, <laughs> All right,
2: pass. Go ahead. So, warts—old English from pre-Germanic. From God, what? Jesus Christ!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Warts, warts have been around since the dawn of time. Warts, Uh, (laughs) warts never changes. (laughs)
2: Nice follow-up reference there. It looks like from the pre-Indo-European base WER, uh-huh. W-E-R. Uh, Meaning,
0: "ow." Oh, what's this on my body?
2: Similar to the Latin verruca, which means swelling, wart. Meaning swelling. So
0: veruca salt from Willy Wonka is the wart salt?
2: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh,
0: Think about that. Nice.
2: And the phrase warts and all is from 1763, supposedly from Oliver Cromwell's instruction to his portrait painter. Paint oh, me, paint warts, me w- and warts and all. Warts and
1: all. Okay. Oh, I like that.
2: Meaning without concealment of blemishes. Mm-hmm. Slang is
0: cockney for so, HPV. So in Cockney slang, Ward is cockney. No, that's a Boston no, just, guy just, saying
2: Cockney. <laughs> yeah, cockney you know, as cock and acne together. Dictators.
1: <laughs> uh, stump, that's a stand-up comedian coming up with this one. Stump lumpies. And dicks it. So, what are the symptoms of HPV? What do you what What happens to you if you catch it and you uh, become symptomatic?
3: If it's the genital warts form of HPV, you would just notice little bumps in the genital area. They start out as very little bumps, but if you Google this and you look at pictures on the internet, they become qu- quite large over mm. time if they're left untreated.
2: And it's caused by this virus. Which you cannot cure.
3: You can't cure it. Um, it is a virus, but it, it's a self-limiting virus. So what that means is that your body's immune system will at some point fight it off. It's not something that you're going to have for your entire life. Okay. But we can't necessarily guarantee how long you're going to have it for.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of you're just uh, spinning the wheel of fortune, the wheel of fortune, <laughs> the wheel of fortune. <laughs> how is it spread?
3: Spread through skin-to-skin contact. So unlike um, chlamydia and gonorrhea, which are spread through fluid, uh, this is just spread through skin-to-skin contact. That's right.
0: my favorite kind of contact. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to
1: ruin all the contact in the world. Can you get mm.
3: it from
0: playing
2: rugby? it could guess. be skin-to-skin. No. To skin. You Hold could, on I it.
3: guess, technically get HPV from any kind of skin-to-skin contact, but not the genital form. So It would have uh, to be right. contact be a, with genital skin. It would be
0: a very weird rugby game. <laughs>
1: Is there – like chlamydia in the vast majority of cases is non-symptomatic. Is it the same with HPV or you're only going to get warts if you rub up against a wart? Or is there a possibility that the other person could not have warts and give you warts?
3: That is a possibility. Um, you're less likely to transmit it if you're asymptomatic. It's, but it is quite common that you would have it um, and be asymptomatic and may or may not be able to pass it on.
1: Just a, a very detailed investigation of the undercarriage will not necessarily give you a clue as to whether or not there is uh, HBV HPV present. In the system.
3: That's true. But so if you consider that 80% of all people will have it, though, I think you just kind of have to assume that your partners have been exposed to it at some point and just recognize that it's really actually not that big of a deal. Because a lot of people that will get it, like that 80% of people, they don't all have genital warts or abnormal pap tests or cervical cancer. Um, Most of them won't ever know that they have it because it's really good at hiding from the immune system. Um, and people with really strong immune systems often will just not have any symptoms right. at all, ever.
2: Those kg HPVs. I don't like that answer at all. I KD.
3: know. Nobody likes it, but it's, it's really not, not such a big deal. So is
0: it, is it easier to spread when it's presenting symptoms, though?
3: Yeah.
1: How do you treat it? Like, is there any treatment for it? Or you just got to like, ride it out. And not literally because that will spread them to somebody else.
3: There is treatment for it. Um, you can either use um, like an acidic solution on the actual warts, which will ah. destroy the tissue. So
1: this is like compound W for your ball sack.
3: Yeah, it is.
1: Trichloroacetic?
3: Yeah, acid, yeah. Thank
1: you. Nice.
3: Um, or the, yeah, there's a couple of other solutions too. That's one of the more common ones. Um, or some people actually use like liquid nitrogen. Um, is yeah, that what that cryotherapy? Yeah, cryotherapy. I've
0: had that on my hand. You it's kind of cool, actually, on the hand. If I you wouldn't s- want it on my junk.
1: If you stick liquid nitrogen on my, uh, you know, nether region, there'll mm-hmm. be a different kind of cryotherapy. I'll be crying. <laughs> You'd be <laughs> yeah. a cryo baby. Yeah, I'll be a cryo baby.
3: Yeah, the treatment isn't very nice, but a lot of people that have genital warts are highly motivated to get rid of them. Sure. So we'll kind of <laughs> we'll we'll Except suffer through it. But a lot of people just leave them alone, and they go away on their own as That's well. The That's
1: the lesser of two evils. Lesser
2: of two evils. How will we do it? But keep in mind that only three of the four people have penises in this room.
1: But she can still get genital awards. Sure. Definitely.
0: Absolutely. And it would still suck to put liquid, we, nitrogen liquid nitrogen on your girly bits. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they're equally sensitive. Some people would even say more.
0: All right. There uh, yeah. you
1: go. <laughs> D- depending on where you go. Yeah. Shows you what Torn knows about lady bits. Well,
2: before we, have to, before we answer this, I think we have to look at some
1: pictures. Okay. Yeah. that uh, will influence our decision. <laughs> yes, of course. So the question is going to be what would you do? If you had genital warts, would you ride it out and wait until your immune system got rid of them? Which, is it 100% your immune system will get rid of genital warts? They will, in all cases, eventually go away? Or could you be they trying to out? They could just get out? bigger
2: and bigger and bigger, couldn't
3: they? They could just, yeah. It's not 100% of cases, but it's like like 90-something percent of cases right. will yeah, completely rid it. That it rid
2: Should it? we assume yeah. in both of these cases that they'll be the most extreme case for purposes of this
1: argument. Sure.
3: The most extreme case? Okay. Yeah.
1: Because, of course, the bigger the wart, the more nitrogen you're going to need to burn that baby off. That's true. Right? <laughs> oh, God. So there's the vaginal warts. Ah, uh, It looks like an asteroid field.
2: It kind of does.
0: Oh, <laughs> and then, man. And I <laughs> can't. I, I don't want to see the creatures living. And then there's oh. the general warts. This is, is not. That- are we going to put these on the website? Do we have to? Now I'm referring to them. This is not going to be a hard lesser two evils now that I've seen these.
2: <laughs> have you seen pictures worse than this?
3: I- I've seen um, real patients that are sure. more severe than this. Okay,
2: wow. there you go. All right. Real people.
1: <laughs> real Not problems. just a picture on the internet. Uh, I congratulate oh. you. <laughs> yeah, for your fortitude. Good Lord. So now we have the warts. We've been presented with them, and now we can either ride it out and wait for them to go away on their own, or we can burn them off with acid or liquid nitrogen. But we didn't talk about pedophilin. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Potafillin, yeah. Potafillin. Actually, I'm not actually sure how it's... Pr- I've only ever seen it written down, oh, okay. so I'm actually not sure which one is correct.
2: I'll just pronounce it the way I want to and screw <laughs> you guys. <laughs> yeah. A natural extract of plants such as the wildflower may apple arrests cell division and is used in a 25 to 50% solution. Petroleum jelly is put onto the surrounding skin to protect it from the solution, <laughs> which is precisely painted onto the wart once a week, left on for oh. two to six hours, and then washed off. I get it.
3: Yeah, so it's, it's pretty similar to the, the to the TCA, to the acidic solution it's just right. not quite as severe and people can actually do it themselves at home.
1: Okay, in
2: the comfort of your own bathroom.
1: Where so how or long, kitchen if you prefer. How, how many treatments do you have to go through with the acid solution and with the liquid nitrogen to sort of affect the change?
3: It's pretty individual. Some people will only need one, some will need Several yeah, recurring, even I'd for even for cryotherapy. Say with these we're looking at, it would require a few sessions. Yeah, I had a planter's wart
0: on my hand, and I had to get it. I had to get it hit with uh, liquid nitrogen three times to get it out because it was so deep.
3: Yeah, the planter's warts are pretty. Yeah, because yeah. it's just not on the
2: surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got roots, is that right? Roots of some yeah. kind.
3: Yeah, they do. And so, what you're actually trying to do um, when you're burning these warts is you're actually trying to cause some like inflammation to attract your immune system to it. And besides, actually, like uh, mechanically getting rid of uh, the wart, it's also stimulating your body to help fight it because HPV is really good at hiding from the immune system. Right. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. So, Kevin, how you doing over you there? You confused. Kevin? <laughs> so, Kevin, what do I'm you do? I'm horrified. Just it. I am you you may horrified. need multiple instances of <clears throat> freezing cold. Liquid nitrogen applied to which your is junk. really just
2: a burning sensation,
0: and it stops hurting after a while. But then it turns into a lovely
1: blister. Oh, but blisters heal eventually. Yeah, well, so do warts, <laughs> ah. evidently. Sometimes. Oh God, I don't even know. I mean, this is this is maybe truly you'll have to have so many nitrogen, uh, liquid nitrogen. Uh,
2: Sessions that'll burn right all the way through. Well, let's think let, about let, that. Does I mean, that ever happen? It's like a like a, <laughs> like a
1: free penis piercing. I'm gonna ask for some medical advice right here. Like, <laughs> if I were to try and ride the warts out, what is sort of like kind of your average duration that you have to live with it before the, your immune system gets rid of it manually?
3: It's really individual. I'd say that if you're looking at warts that are as severe as these pictures that we're looking at, I w- I would recommend a more aggressive form of treatment mm, because they seem out. to kind of be getting worse as opposed to right. getting. Better right. when they're at this stage. Right. It's really variant. Like some people will be rid of one in, within a month. Um, some people will have them for years. And some people will, they will never go answer. away.
0: So part of this is that you don't know, Kevin.
1: I'm going to go with the liquid business. nitrogen, and I'll tell you why. Okay. If I go with the liquid nitrogen, then I can start having sex again without fear of spreading it to other people.
0: You've stolen my answer.
2: Well, I'm a bit of a cyprianophobe <laughs> myself, <laughs> although not not a tripophobe which is the fear of holes but also bumps.
0: Oh, I thought that was the fear of Jack Tripper from Three's yeah. Company. No,
2: but even so, <laughs> Mr. Roper was a severe trypophobe. <laughs> I have to go with the uh, liquid nitrogen.
0: It's the one that's that's going to guarantee that you're going to get better eventually, and part of being a grown-up is sucking up the pain in order to do what's right.
3: Yeah, I would also go with the treatment. And um, I'm not saying that it's not painful, but the warts where like where the nitrogen is actually getting applied is not as sensitive as the surrounding tissue. Right. And the surrounding mm-hmm. tissue would be protected um, like with a like petroleum jelly product.
0: So that's four for four for science.
3: And actually, so now that we've already done this question, there is actually another treatment available, um, which is a cream that you can apply three times a week. You leave it on overnight, and it's actually um, an immune booster that just helps to attract your immune system to the warts to get rid of them. Um, Takes longer to get rid of them. Can take, I think, up to two months in women and four months in men, although I'm actually not sure about that. So it takes Mm -hmm. a little bit longer, um, but is less severe than the acid treatment. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Four months, man. We get man. back to boning. I don't have much boning time left in my life.
2: Thanks to your dick rot. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about the vinegar test while we're talking about warts as well?
3: Well, the vinegar test is, so if you see a bump, you can actually apply just like household vinegar to it. Um, and often in the presence of HPV, it will turn white. Not guaranteed. Shouldn't right. be used for a diagnosis, but Not, you don't it's just, interesting to it, no. know. But if it,
0: but if it does junk? turn white, then definitely go to a doctor.
3: I would just say Should. go to the doctor anyways. Get them know. to got look got at lumps. the bones.
1: I don't like the idea of putting vinegar on my penis, I gotta you don't be honest. Dunk here. your
2: junk into some vinegar?
1: That feels like if it got some kind of dripping on your uh your urethra that that would probably not be fun.
3: It's not like a butt like you don't dip it in. You just kinda <laughs> take a little bit on a little swab and, and dab. Hey, speak
1: uh, I'm, thank, you, thank you by the way I'm for dipping. assuming I have enough to dip. And I'm gonna Thank you very
0: much. I'm gonna put some salt on there and turn it into a tasty treat. <laughs> salt and vinegar. Maybe next time
1: I'll try some sour cream and onion. I prefer uh, the malt uh, vinegar myself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, malt, vinegar, and sea salt? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I heard on the uh, Adam Carolla podcast that mm-hmm. um, HPV will show up under black light, much like scorpions. Black scorpions? I have don't... you tried that?
3: I haven't tried that. That may be
1: a fun thing to do at the office <laughs> this on, coming yeah, week. Yeah, good to know. On Loveline, Dr. Drew was talking about how like 80% of all people have, had, have or have had HPV. And uh, Adam Carolla claimed that he did not have it. And Dr. Drew challenged him to a live blacklighting of his oh, junk no. on Loveline oh, to prove no. that he in fact did. Mm-hmm. And it uh, turned out he didn't. But huh. they used the blacklight to unveil Adam Carolla's lack, yay, or of lack, of lack thereof of HPV presence.
2: Now, what is the link between HPV and cancer exactly?
3: So strains of cancer of hpv they're not the same strains that cause genital warts but different strains um, can cause changes to the cervix that can develop into cervical cancer oh, okay. if left untreated and okay.
0: in uh, men uh, in uh, the anal cancer as well men and women yeah. anal
3: cancer yeah
1: anal cancer bad punk band
2: <laughs> uh, this is where i guess we talk about the gardasil uh, debate is it a debate would you say What's th- happening in the world of Gardasil right now?
3: I don't think that the other the sort of anti-vax side really has much to stand on. I wouldn't really consider it a debate, Thank but it, but it is some controversy.
2: So what is the controversy exactly?
3: The same old thing with anti-vaxxers being against um, the use of vaccines. But this is actually interesting because it's not just the anti-vaxxers. It's also the religious, right, that are really discouraging the use of the Gardasil vaccine, which is it's... It's a vaccine that's given um, primarily to young women, although now in Australia at least, and I think actually maybe starting in North America, it's been given to young men as well, ideally before they're sexually active, and will prevent most of the cases that would cause cervical cancer and most of the cases, or most of the strains of HPV that would cause genital warts as well. So it's a really wonderful thing. Um, it's a vaccine that prevents cancer, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the religious right kind of has this idea that it's, promoting sexual activity and promiscuity and
1: oh yeah right before i'm about to get is sexually active with somebody i think to myself oh there's a chance they have hpv i better put the brakes on yeah especially or, if you're
0: like a, a north american teenager
1: yeah the, like i don't think it stops anybody do you throw out the whole hey did you get your gardasil shot uh-oh forget about it now, I'm not that, we're, do, now that
2: we're at second and a half base i
1: am not gonna get promiscuous with you until you get your gardasil
3: yeah, I agree. It doesn't really factor into the decision making, but it's, it's really been using it, used as a platform to try and stop this vaccine. Sure.
0: Those types of HPV cause 70% of cervical cancers. So this is a massive cutback. If you can block those HPVs from spreading, you're going to cut down on so many cervical cancers. It's almost a no brainer. Unless What's you love so cancer.
3: Especially, I think it's really, um, really beneficial in countries where, like in North America, we have fairly good cervical, like screening for cervical cancer through annual pap tests. Mm-hmm. Um, but in countries where they don't have that, they see higher rates of cervical cancer and, um, and women die from it. And that's preventable. So,
2: You're pro-vaccine.
3: Yes, I'm very pro-vaccine. Excellent.
0: Yeah, Wikipedia mentions that in 2002, an estimated 561,000 new cancer cases were attributable to HPV. It's a big hmm. number. Half a million. Wow. And if you get the vaccine, then you don't have that cause of cancer. That's half a million people who don't get cervical cancer because of a vaccine. In the news.
2: Oh, what should I do first? (laughs)
0: The, too much even news. You <laughs> can't, can't do the in the news, news without having I don't it remember, ready to talk about. I
1: don't remember seeing Walter Cronkite ever go, with papers on his desk, go, <laughs> What do I do first? This is awesome! This is too much to talk about. And that's or the Cronkite. way it
0: was if There's... I remembered to have everything ready. Australia. the world's. Blimey.
2: Co- <laughs> Thank you, Australian. <laughs> the world's koala population is being ravaged by an epidemic. According to researchers... Fifty to eighty percent of the marsupials are infected with a disease commonly associated associated (laughs) with human promiscuity. Chlamydia. Oh, chlamydia koala.
0: Are people having sex with koalas? Is that what's going on?
2: Experts fear the koala may become extinct in a few decades. Holy
0: crap. If a vaccine
2: isn't developed. The disease's effects include severe conjunctivitis, or pink eye, incontinence, prostatitis... And kidney damage. For sure. Chlamydia is weakening koalas to the point where they no longer have the energy to survive. It can also cause conditions such as urinary tract infections that can impair the reproductive systems. Zoologists say 30 to 45 percent of female koalas have been left infertile. Huh. While nobody knows how koalas first came to be infected with chlamydia... Uh-huh,
0: nobody will claim to know.
2: <laughs> some researchers speculate koalas may have been exposed to infected mammals at some point in their... Con- uh, hey, wait, we're mammals!
0: <laughs> Quote, infected <laughs> mammals.
2: The disease spreads among koalas through male-to-male and male-to-female sexual contact, as well as orally from... Wait. mother to young during child there's gay koalas child... of course there's gay this... at
0: what age do those koalas decide to be gay
2: though the rate of infection has historically been quite high the expression or display of symptoms has been low It's with extreme stress among the animals, however, that the disease then expresses itself. Koalas experience stress. And over the past decade, koalas have been stressed.
0: Sitting up in their eucalyptus trees. Yeah, I thought
1: eucalyptus was kind of like drugs to them. They pretty much were kind of doped up all the time with, with the old eucalyptus. Well, they've
2: lost vast portions of their habitat to human development. crammed into ever-smaller fragments of land and in areas with severe human encroachment and all that handling by tourists. Let's not forget that. Oh, stressful. The koala population has been almost completely wiped out. Wow. Since there's no vaccine, koala conservationists can only react to the chlamydia epidemic, treating a small percentage of the animals with long-term antibiotics and anti-inflammatories before releasing them into the wild. Hmm. Koalas with severe reproductive disease or other incurable diseases are euthanized. Not to be confused with the eucalyptusized.
1: <laughs> In order to keep them from spreading it to the other koalas, I'm guessing that's their motive. Yeah, or for... just because their quality of life is abysmal. Well, well, there you go. I, I mean, this is kind of like the Animal Kingdom version of that banana blight I heard so many years ago. But bananas are still around. Bananas had chlamydia? Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what the gym teacher told me. Yeah. In Canada... Oh, g'dee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Did> you just... <laughs>
2: Health Canada is again warning Canadians of the potential danger of using donated semen for assisted conception from questionable sources, specifically the Internet. <laughs> but of beware tubes.
1: of Internet semen. That, that actually is kind of a universal rule. You should beware of any Internet semen.
2: Donations procured through ordering off the Internet may not be safe due to the possibility they have not been properly screened and tested. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this, there goes
0: my home-based business.
2: So is that what you're doing with it? Uh, The second warning, followed one issued in December 2010, comes in, quote, light of media reports involving the advertisement of, quote, unquote, fresh donor semen over the Internet and websites advertising such services. Fresh.
0: You're going to have to get it even fresher, baby. (laughs) Distribution of fresh semen
2: is prohibited in Canada. Donors are required to be screened what? and tested before donating and six months after donating. The semen is quarantined for a minimum six months in order to lessen the risk of passing on infectious
1: disease. Right. That's uh, there's probably administrated by like blood services after we had that like hep C scare, right?
3: There's probably this other subdivision of semen services. I don't think it would be blood right. services.
1: Blood and
2: semen are two different things. Just imagine, in case you didn't imagine know. Imagine putting that. Oh, uh, your...
1: I cut my arm. All the semen is coming out. Yeah, but government agencies have a tendency to have big umbrellas that they like find other things under. But can you imagine that on your business card? Like, director of semen services. You could totally, like, if you were just in gay porn, you could, like, have that on your business. Card. Sure,
2: why not? I would. All right, let's go to Northern Ireland.
0: Uh,
1: totally tie, totally do. Faith
0: in Bergora.
2: <laughs> the severed head of a man said to be the patron saint of genital disease will go on auction in County Meath on Sunday. I'm sorry? <laughs> the skull is allegedly that of Saint Vitalis of Assisi, an Italian Benedictine monk from the 14th century. It belonged to an Anglo-Irish family from County Louth, and is housed in a Queen Anne case. Like guess said, some special kind of a case. Yeah, it's from like an era or something. Sure. Right? It's like style. From the 17th century. St. Vitalis was born in Italy and is said to have lived an immoral and licentious youth. Licentious youth. Uh-huh. In an attempt to atone for his early sins, he later undertook pilgrimages, yes, to shrines throughout Europe. Is that in the pamphlet as well as a possible cure for
1: disease, (laughs) pilgrimages to shrines?
3: Maybe we could use that like as an adjunct method along with your antibiotics. (laughs) Sure.
1: (laughs) You might as well take your antibiotics at a shrine. Go right ahead.
3: Are
0: you falling into that complementary medicine trap? (laughs) Don't do that.
3: I'll often get, like people will actually come into the clinic sometimes and they'll say like, oh, well, I had chlamydia, but I I used this homeopathic Ah. medicine to treat it. I prayed and I prayed. Well, maybe we should just test you for that one more time. Mm. Hmm. Use use these antibiotics as well.
2: So he took pilgrimages throughout Europe, eventually entering the Benedictine Monastery at Subiaco. After leaving the monastery, he lived the remainder of his life as a hermit, also a cure for venereal disease or a prevention (laughs) method, I guess. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Certainly from anything getting worse.
2: It is said that he wore only rags and shunned all material wealth, with the exception of a basket, which he used to fetch water from a nearby stream. A basket. It could
0: be a waterproof this basket. Is all I okay.
2: need.
3: Like a wax sweet basket. I guess so.
0: All yeah. I need is this basket Maybe and this th- thermos. Thick water.
2: <laughs> he died in 1370, and word of his sanctity soon spread due to reports of numerous miracles performed on those with bladder and genital disorders. It is,
0: un-
1: <laughs> it is
2: unclear exactly how his head may have ended up in Ireland.
0: Hey, what you got there? Oh, you know, got a skull.
1: Saint's head. <laughs> so what are you supposed to do? Are you Are supposed to sit on the skull and it's going to cure your venereal disease or something? <sighs> you can try that. Your STI. You guys should get a skull. <laughs> at the clinic. Yeah. Hang it above the door. and No, it's sticky
3: yeah, penis in it. Yeah, a little magic. You
0: could, like, pull it down and shake it around them and chant magic. And if they go, what the hell are you doing? You could say, well, you said you tried homeopathy. I thought you wanted to try some more bullshit first. <laughs>
2: You have excellent bedside manner, by the way. <laughs> I know. The head sat for many years in the family hall in County Louth, but was recently dis- uncovered in an outhouse. What?
1: Oh, I guess that's where people pull the junk out. you got to dangle it over the skull for cure- curative purposes.
2: Although he couldn't be certain it was the head of a saint, it's certainly ancient, and it's certainly the head of somebody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they're still putting it up for auction as the head of a The saint.
2: head, holy or otherwise, is valued at between 800 and 1200 euros.
1: Okay. So All right. there you go. Place your bids. Is there any pop culture with uh, gonorrhea uh, or The only thing I can think of is that uh, episode
2: of the Super Friends where Superman what? went to that alien. No, no. <laughs> uh,
1: Wonder Woman comes out and says, it burns when I pee, Batman. What does that mean? Oh yeah, because they had those safety tips in the middle yeah. of the super friends.
2: <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: In the Sandman comic, they had that public service announcement short issue with Death and John Constantine showing you how to put a condom on a banana.
1: Oh, is that true? Yeah. How about you kidding? Any movies or books or?
2: Yeah, this TV is your business. Or? You must be on top of when they show it in the latest blockbuster.
3: You'd think so, but it really doesn't often come up. It's not that sexy of a topic. Mm.
2: It's uh, anti sexy. Although there was someone in Bandit Brothers who was nicknamed Gonorrhea.
1: Yeah, that was that was just a play on his last name. He know, didn't like, actually have gonorrhea. Had, as like, far an, as we knew, Garnier. Garnier, and so they just made fun of it by calling him Gonorrhea. So it wasn't anything to do with him actually having. Any social diseases, as they called it in the day.
3: The only thing I can think of is the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer is acting as like a patient and he gets gonorrhea.
1: Oh right, and Is this is like in a commercial the, or blows something. Blows them
3: away with his incredible acting power. <laughs> yeah, that's right because
1: he does the bit where he gets this hard spotlight and he lights a cigarette and uh, he starts talking about how he met her at a train station. And it was a torrid love affair, and he just uh, hams it up and. Of course, all the, doc- the student doctors have to guess what he has, and they're like gonorrhea. And oh, so it wasn't for like a commercial. It was they, they would hire actors to go to medical, to med schools. Right, and to act as pa- patients. To act as patients that you they guess could what the disease diagnose is. them, right? Oh, okay. He and his friend Mickey, the, the dwarf that was on the show, Mickey got jaundice and Kramer got gonorrhea. So he kept trying to trick Mickey into switching with him, and oh, Mickey yeah. wouldn't have anything to do with it. And so then Kramer decided that he was just going to make the absolute best out of gonorrhea sure. that he could. And, yeah, he just actually tore it up. They gave him a standing ovation and everything. Oh. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a very funny episode. Did you have
2: to go through that when you were learning your uh... –
3: Going through, um, like, actors? Yeah, role-playing. Yeah, well, I'm do- now I'm, I'm doing my master's in nursing right now, and we're, yeah, we're doing that where we a- actors will come in and act out different diseases. We haven't had any STIs, though, and I wish we would, because that's oh, an yeah. area I feel really competent in. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so as a, as a matter of course, you've gone out and gotten all the STIs, so you know exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's much like you guys researching oh, for this show. Oh, yes. uh, nice.
1: Well, thanks for coming.
3: Thanks so much for having me. This was very fun.
2: Well, let's uh, clap off.
1: Uh, g- g- gulag Archipelago Gulag <laughs> g- Archipelago <laughs> Archipelago
5: <laughs> <laughs>